Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. My name is Jordan. I'm your host. Today is Monday, the twelfth. If you guys are, um, if you guys are, uh, if you guys are having a fantastic Monday, give me a hell yeah. Is that a, is that a way to do it? Can we do it that way? Can people just go, hey, hell yeah, in the morning, and then you know, other people around you will know that guy's having a great day or that that woman's having a great day, you know. Life could be so much easier if we just did that. I don't know. That's just, I don't know. Let me get some more. One second. What's up, everybody? Last episode we did the Last of Us review. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, it seems like our plays are currently at, or uh, not at, but hovering around thirty-eight thousand or thirty-eight thousand. Wow, thirty-eight hundred uh, plays. I'm not that not that popular yet, but. Uh, I appreciate you guys, anybody supporting the podcast and helping out. I, I appreciate you guys so much for sticking around. And um, even when I go through like little stints like last week where I only had one episode and that was simply because Monday was a holiday and Friday I had something come up that I'll explain to you now because I'm open. I'm an open book. Let's talk about it. Um, nothing too serious. It wasn't anything crazy. It was just uh, in my current living space. I uh, apparently had some like plumbing issues or something like there was something where there was like dark gray water coming out of my sink so i was like okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sleep here tonight so i went somewhere else took a shower slept drink water there uh and then i came home and promptly bought a brita water filter just in case even though this wasn't a, a steady thing that's been happening to me but it is something that has been very annoying that like the water always tasted bad here but the the water that day, obviously, it turned to like dark gray. And luckily, I caught it before I took even took a sip. Uh, I filled up a whole cup of it. Uh, I remember I used the bathroom and I, I flushed the whole toilet filled up with dark gray stuff. I know I'm not gonna get too gross. I'm sorry. <clears throat> it, it didn't look anything crazy either. It just looked like uh, it just looked gray. It, it wasn't like dirty. It wasn't any you know gross stuff in it. It just looked like gray water. So uh, don't picture anything too crazy. But it was just gray water that filled up. And then I uh, I went to go pour water later that night. So I'd already drinking water and shit. And then uh, then the sink water, I filled up a cup and it was the same water. So I was like, oh, okay. Shit's going crazy. So um, I got some emails. They were like, hey, we fixed it. Da, 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 da. And I was like, fuck you guys. I'm not trusting you. I'm still going to get a filter. And I'll tell you what, the filter is nice. The filter is giving me some high quality H2O. And I didn't know the... Uh, the sink filter actually lasts way longer than the actual like pitcher that you put in the fridge, which I'm like, damn, that is, that's love. Actually, <laughs> I'm living good now. It's like such a big upgrade. Like what is something that you bought or that you, uh, you need that could like revolutionize your living day to day, but it's like not too expensive. You know, uh, I think a Brita filter for me, like, I think it was like 30 bucks and now I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually getting more water at home and stuff just because. I got it. Uh, typically, I didn't, but either way, I'm happy that I'm back. I'm happy that you guys stuck with me. I apologize for Friday. I wanted to make an episode really bad, but usually when I record, it's around uh, 10 or 11. Uh, you know, I got to go to work and stuff, so I was like, I, I'm going to try to get this done. And uh, right around the time I was starting, that's when the gray cup of water happened, and I was like, oh, shit. 
I still have to shower. I still have to brush my teeth. I still have to do a bunch of stuff involving water. I was like, if I do the pod, I will be like 30 minutes in and then I have to like go somewhere and then do all the things I need to do. It just, it became like a crunch. So apologize for Friday, but, um, I'm back in action. I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Um, and I hope you guys had a a good week last week. I mean, I only had one episode, so uh, I didn't really get to talk to you guys that much, but, uh, I do hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are, uh, playing some games or some stuff out like Splatoon. That's been a blast. I want to talk about that on this episode a little bit. I am, um, currently as of this recording, I'm nearing completion of the last of us remake. Um, not nearing platinum. I still need to do the DLC and I need to, uh, go clean up some of the collectibles, uh, for the back half of the game, I got like all of them, but there were a couple spots where I missed a collectible or two. So, um, I gotta go do some cleanup on that, which shouldn't be too bad to be honest. And then I'm thinking about doing a last of us Two playthrough. Let me know if you guys want to see that. I, I definitely want to do it, but, uh, I just don't know if I'll have the motivation to dive straight into the last of us two yet, but, uh, we'll see whenever I get done with last of us remake. I mean, it's, it's a different world playing on a PS4 game. Uh, so I'm just like, I, I don't know, but I know that gra- like graphically performance wise, it's going to be fine, but it's just, you know, you go from last of us remake to a PS4 game, even though last of us two is one of the best looking PS4 games ever made. Uh, you, you, you catch what I'm saying. Like, you know, you don't have to, you don't have the haptics. I'm spoiled. I'm getting spoiled. What can I say? Um, but yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. I guess, um, we did the review, so I guess I, we don't really need to talk about it, but, uh, I might talk a little bit about it and, um, I watched some things. I can talk to you guys about some movies I watched. Yes, I watched movies. What? Jordan watched movies. Jordan watched movies. Yeah, Jordan watched movies. Um, I had a. Uh, I went to the theater and I watched some movies at home that I want to talk about. And of course, you know, your boy's still watching House of Dragons, um, which I did not. I did not watch the newest episode. I'll say that. I'm probably gonna watch it tonight. And then the, uh, what is the other show? Rings, Rings of Power. Uh, that show, that episode was amazing. The one that was on Friday. And uh, the last She-Hulk episode was Terabad. I'm, I think I might actually take a break until I hear some news of some big call out. Or maybe when Daredevil gets on screen, I'm sure maybe that'll be really sick or something. But I, I just have zero interest after, after that last episode. It was pretty much a date episode where she's trying to get laid. And she has to do it as She-Hulk. And then Wong has an issue with this magician that he could have called anybody else to help him with, but he calls She-Hulk during, like, right before she is hooking up with this dude. I don't know. It was just, it's so all over the place. I don't really care about spoilers for that show. I'm just like, call me when something happens. You know, I'll catch up then. Um, and it might also be another product of being spoiled. I am enjoying Rings of Power. I'm enjoying House of Dragon so much that, she-Hulk is grossly mediocre to me, like grossly mediocre, and I do not care, especially after watching like Miss Marvel, where it was something that I wasn't fully invested in. It did have a cool payoff at the end, but overall, I, we didn't need that show, and I didn't really care about it, and I was just like, eh, you know, so I was like struggling to get through that. Now I'm, now I'm at one that I was kind of enjoying at the beginning, and like halfway through, like, you know, I'm just falling off. I'm falling off. I'm losing interest. I don't care anymore. She's a lawyer. She's going to do lawyer things, but they're still not like, it doesn't know what it wants to do. Is it about Jen wanting to fuck some people or is it about her being a lawyer and wanting to lawyer? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, and then it's awfully convenient that they start up or they have a 
superhero lawyer wing of the of the government or something she's all of a sudden invited because she just got superpowers it lets her turn green uh, i don't know anyways i mean i don't even i like i like that Mil blonsky storyline anyways uh, uh, she hulk i don't want to talk about she hulk um i did watch a movie i watched house of house of darkness house of the darkness which was a it's a justin long movie uh, he's the main dude, and it is about him. I'm not going to spoil it. I'll just give you guys the rundown of what happens without any spoilers. Um, basically, it's about him at a bar. And I don't, they don't really show that part. I think they show him taking the girl home, but this girl doesn't have a ride, and he meets her and, and talks her up and then says, hey, I'll drive you home, obviously, with the intent to fuck and all that stuff. So he takes her home. She lives in a castle. He's like, oh, you're rich. She's like, yeah, I'm rich. And uh, they talk a lot. They talk a long time. And uh, without giving anything away, um, I'll say this. The first half is very long with dialogue. And, and, and it's not really pertaining to anything. The whole idea is to kind of like build up this rapport with the audience and with her that is like... Justin Long is oblivious to the things around him and he's kind of just like, you know, he's just being himself. He doesn't get the idea that he's in danger yet for the most part until things started happening. And um, he doesn't really pick up on weird shit until, you know, a little bit into it. And um, the girl comes off a little bit aggressive with how she talks to him. And it's kind of like not really being as normal as possible. So it leads to a lot of like confusion and, and majority of the movie is them talking to each other and her just like dissecting his every word. And, um, you know, uh, without spoiling anything, she's basically playing with her food. Put it that way. Uh, <laughs> that might be a big spoiler. I don't know, but, uh, I, I don't know if I fully recommend the movie. Um, it's an interesting one. I, w- I would think I would go into it if you guys do watch it to, uh, I would think of it more like, um, and not to give it this much credit, but think of it like Nope or Get Out, like where there's a, there's possibly an underlying theme that this is kind of portraying um, socially, you know. Uh, but it's also something that maybe, uh, maybe isn't as clear or as profound as they wanted it to be. But that's just my opinion. Um, and also there is another Justin Long movie at the same time came out the same day called Barbarian that I did not see, but I did, um, I did see somebody give it a good review and I saw somebody give it a bad review. So I guess it's right in the middle. I don't know. And, uh, yeah, let's get into what I've been, uh, reading. Yeah. You thought I was going to go there. Um, I started reading Death Note. That's been pretty cool. Ryuk is a monster from a, uh, from a world called, uh, Shim, Shim, Shimagami, Shima, Shinagami, Shinagami. And, uh, yeah, he drops his book and he's like, I dropped it in the human world. And then somebody finds it. And then, you know, he starts writing names and he's a wacky person. Um, that's about as far as I got. And then of course, good night. Pun pun has been amazing. Um, I unfortunately did not buy the books after where I, I, I currently am. So, I finished that book over the weekend and I was like, shit, I want to continue the story, but the next book is $25 and it's at stores and I don't really want to spend the money right now. So that's on the back burner. I have a bunch of other things I need to read as well. So 
I'm basically going to clear up as much as I can with my reading. I have a lot of manga. If you've been following me on uh, TikTok, I have, I've been showing off some of the manga. Um, I say it's so American manga manga. I've been showing off some of the manga uh, collection I have and kind of going through panels of like each book that I like and stuff and uh, just highlighting stuff. I don't know. Just having fun. Just having fun on the TikTok. You know, I just like video editing mainly. And uh, obviously the, um, the instant gratification of posting stuff and then people just being like, hey, pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, that's where I've been. You know, this has been my my weekend and uh, uh, I guess everything but gaming. Let's talk about gaming now. Splatoon 3 is pretty cool. <laughs> Splatoon 3 is pretty cool, but it's got a big issue. And I think that uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is going to settle this issue. And it's the fact that there is a full campaign... There is a horde mode-like multiplayer mode. I'm not touching any of it yet because I'm so addicted to multiplayer. I know. You're like, uh, where's the review at? What are we going to do here? I get it. You know, at the same time, trying to level up, trying to get weapons, trying to get good. Okay? Trying to unlock cosmetics, trying to unlock things from my locker. There's all kinds of things going on in this game, and I love it. Um, while the gameplay is not... Uh, that far off from Splatoon 2, so it kind of makes it tough to recommend. Um, I think the overall thing they're doing in this game is making it a living, a living service type game in a way. Um, they have obviously the maps are ever changing as you play multiplayer, like every other hour, it's changing a set of two maps that it's flipping through. Um, and uh, you also have like the cosmetics, you have the many different weapons to go through, and then you have the modes, of course, like I said, like you have campaign mode, you have the salmon run mode, which is the horde-like mode, and I think there might be another mode as well, as well as a card game that I have not touched yet because I don't know, I don't even know how to access it. Um, but yeah, there's all kinds of stuff extra to do with this game. It's like the definitive version to play Splatoon, and I think that's the biggest thing, the biggest way to look at it. Uh, if you are at all interested in Splatoon, this is the one to get because it is the definitive version. Uh, if you already have Splatoon 2 and you don't, you're like kind of hesitant on this one, I wouldn't really sweat it. I wouldn't really sweat it and I'd just be like, yo, it's, uh, it's something that, uh, yeah, they added a bunch of features and they, they made it fine-tuned, but the overall gameplay is still the same. So if you're having fun with Splatoon 2, keep it going. You know, you don't don't feel obligated, but um, don't feel obligated because... It, it doesn't really step the game up that much, but there are like a couple new weapons, a couple new things, a couple new maps. It's like the, it's just a definitive version of Splatoon 2. So yeah, that being said, I did not have Splatoon 2 because I sold it a long time ago uh, because it wasn't ever living like this game is. So I am thoroughly enjoying and thoroughly looking forward to knocking out the story mode and knocking out the horde mode, doing a couple of that. Uh, I actually want to try ranked multiplayer because I... Like I said, I thoroughly enjoy the multiplayer, so I definitely want to keep that going. And yeah, Splatoon 3 has just been amazing and so delightful to be back on it because it's been it's been a while since I played Splatoon 2, and I'm glad that this one is living and breathing. It feels like there are constant things that are like happening and upgrading, and like as you level up, you're you're unlocking new abilities and new features and stuff, and then you get to like fine tune those features, and then obviously you get tickets. As you progress, and then you're like, "Oh, I want to spend those tickets on a new on a new weapon, a new gun, whatever." Um, it, it's pretty well put together, so I, I'm I'm really really enjoying that. And uh, yes, yeah, Platoon Three. If you guys are at all interested, I'd highly recommend it. 
Um, this is not a review yet. I'm going to do the, the salmon run a little bit and I'm going to do the campaign fully and then I'll come back with a review. Uh, I'm not sure when that'll be. It might be a little late, but it, it, it might be later this week. I'm not sure. I, I do not know how long the story mode is or the campaign mode is, but um, I don't think it's long. I don't, I haven't heard much about it being that long, but I'll get back to you guys. Okay. How's that sound? Um, and then have I played anything else? Last of Us. Last of Us is amazing. Uh, made me cry on stream. That's something. I don't know if I've said that on here yet, but uh, I did cry. Uh, it is, I think, episode four of my streams at the very end where there is a scene with the character Henry that uh, I'm not going to say anything more, but there's something that happens there that makes me very sad. And uh, yeah, it uh, made me cry. And then there was another part that actually got me teared up. That game is just emotional, man. And and with the new upgrade of the PS5, it's like even more to it to the fact that it's like a, an actual upgrade, like it's an actual remake. You can tell via the facial animations. They're saying the same words, yes. It's the same audio, yes. But they're the way they're delivering it facially or visually, facially. Um, it looks more accurate. It looks like the people are actually saying it. And, it, and you can see their emotion just like red on their face perfectly for every single scene. And I, I adore, I adore Last of Us. So uh, I would like to reiterate again, Last of Us Part uh, 1 is amazing. And you guys should play it. Um, moving on from that, there was an event over the, I guess it was over the weekend. Um, Ubisoft Forward was a event that Ubisoft threw and they showed up a bunch of different things for, you know, for Ubisoft. Uh, uh, but some interesting things nonetheless, and I, I can't wait to kind of like talk about some of these. Um, starting with Assassin's Creed Codename Red, which is a uh, the next inline Assassin's Creed game that is going to be based in Japan. Um, pretty, pretty exciting. Uh, actually, let me see if... Uh, this article has it because okay here we go um this is from adam bankers on ign they they summed up everything if you guys want to go there and check it out uh he says ubisoft has officially revealed assassin's creed infinity a new platform and hub that will serve as the future of the of the assassin's creed franchise furthermore ubisoft shared that the first two games for the platform one that will follow the life of a shinobi in feudal japan and another helmed by watchdogs legion director clint hawking um, Assassin's Creed Infinity is not a game itself, but a place where players will explore and jump into future entries, beginning with the Feudal Japan game Assassin's Creed Codename Red. While not much was revealed about the second game, Assassin's Creed Codename Hex, it was revealed that it would be a very different type of Assassin's Creed game and may feature witchcraft. Ooh. Um, in addition to the single-player games, Ubisoft also shared that Assassin's Creed multiplayer will return in some form, although it is said... Uh, it said details will come at a later date. And that, that is basically the gist of the Assassin's Creed news for the most part. Uh, I think they're, they are also, also coming to mobile um, in, the, in some form. I think it's called Assassin's Creed... Uh, Assassin's Creed... Uh, Assassin's Creed Jade. Uh, Codename Jade. Which I will uh, cover here in a second. But... Uh, let's start... Let's just start at the top. Assassin's Creed Codename Red is a Assassin's Creed based in feudal Japan. Uh, where you get to play as a shinobi. And while this is awesome, you know, this is very cool, I wonder, and obviously it's not, I exaggerate when I say this, but Ghost of Tsushima kind of served 
that pretty hard. Um, in the sense that you could do a lot of stealthy stuff in that game. You could basically be a samurai of some sorts. Um, you could do duels. You could do, um, obviously, with the 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 the, the leaves and the, and the flowers like floating around to show you the path. Like there was a lot of innovative stuff. It kind of set the bar for that style of game. And to see that, you know, that this game is kind of doing that as well. I want to see more. I want to see what this is going to do to stand out from Ghost of Tsushima because yes, Ghost of Tsushima is going to be a very different game than what this game or this game is going to be very different from Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I just worry that it's going to look a lot similar or play a lot similar or have a lot of similar features that Ghost kind of set as a bar. So um, I'm very curious about that one. Codename Hex is apparently one involving witchcraft. I, there's not much revealed about it, but that sounds pretty cool. Um, I, uh, they say it's going to be a very different type of Assassin's Creed game, according to this article. Um, what did he, what do you think they mean by that? What do you mean by that? Because apparently, I'm not sure if it's just for Mirage, which is one we'll get to in a second. Um, but they said something about going back to their roots and kind of picking up what the first three Assassin's Creed games did, or I guess five, uh, Assassin's Creed games did. And um, basically getting back to its roots of like being an assassin and not a fucking barbarian in uh, Rome and Greece and all this shit and uh, whatever Valhalla. Um, And and instead of going from that to, you know, something that's another skin of like Origins Odyssey or Valhalla, uh, they are looking to go a little bit more traditional. And it seems like Assassin's Creed Mirage Assassin's Creed, even the reveal for Assassin's Creed codename Red, which is the shinobi assassin-like character flipping and landing on top of a, a building with his blade. Um, it looks very much like they are, you know, donning the white cloak again. You know, it's, it's looking very much like they're leaning more into the Assassin's Creed 1, 2, and 3 look of the white suit. Um, if you look at kind of like Assassin's Creed... Uh, I guess Assassin's Creed Origins kind of had it. Odyssey didn't really have it, like a full white suit. It was kind of just like whatever you whatever you put on. And Valhalla definitely didn't do it. It was like a lot more fur and stuff. Uh, it seems like th- these games are going to be getting into more stealthy type situations. And I honestly welcome it. I feel like th- that series is lacking that. And while I do support and, and totally love the new direction they went, because I do like those those games, Odyssey Origins and Valhalla, because they do kind of lean into that like little Dark Souls itch that I love where you just kind of lock on and you're doing combat and you're banging it out. But they definitely strayed away from the goal and the heart of the game, of that game, whole series, I guess, um, which is stealth. You're you're an assassin. You're supposed to sneak up on targets and kill them. Uh, you're not doing that a lot in these games. It's kind of just like, hey, this guy needs to die. And you're just like clanging it out <laughs> in their, in their uh, living room with them, basically. Um, it definitely pulled away from the heart of what Assassin's Creed is and what made Assassin's Creed special. Um, so I fully welcome them leaning back into it. Um, but now let's get into Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is set in Baghdad 20 years before the events of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, let's see. One second. Let me see if this is, uh, Okay, so Assassin's Creed uh, Mirage will be released in 2023, coming next year, I guess. Uh, and it was confirmed that this new adventure adventure will take place in Baghdad 20 years before the events of Assassin's Creed of Valhalla. It will start Basim ibn Ishak 
and is designed to be a modern take on the original gameplay template for the earlier Assassin's Creed game. There you go. So uh, this game is leaning more into it. The character, again, is in all white, uh, much like the reveal for Codename Red. And uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually very excited. Uh, I, I don't think the images they showed were like that stunning for me. I, I don't think it was like visually something that captured me because it was just like more beautiful vistas that Assassin's Creed holds. But um, there was another report I saw somewhere that was saying that, um, and it might be from the press junket of this event. <clears throat> Um, it, they basically said that they are going to stop trying to make 150 hour long games that they've been doing with Origins, uh, Odyssey and Valhalla because it's a slog, man. It, once you get your fill of that game, it is like it's over for you because, oh, you're 100 hours in. Well, there's another 100 hours or 70 to 100 hours that you still need to go to get completion or to get a platinum or to do whatever. Um, so the overall gist of like enjoying these games and just like having fun and getting a good amount of time, uh, in it while it is enjoyable to have damn near endless amount of fun on it. Um, you know, there are other games that come along and there are other, um, there are aspects of the game that might get a little old once you kind of max out your level, max out your skills. Uh, it can become kind of tiresome to be like, Oh, I just got to do more of the same shit kind of in different areas. Um, I think they do a good job at, like, making the dialogue and some of the storylines be different enough and interesting enough to, like, kind of keep your interest a little bit. Uh, they d I definitely give them that credit. But I think overall, majority of players are not going to go through a 150 to 200 hour experience on these games when there are, like I said, other games. Um, some people would say that 50 to 80 hours is, like, way more than enough of playtime for the amount that they're paying for. Um, but again... It's a, uh, it's a spoilment, uh, it's a spoil, spoilment, it's a spoil of riches, put it that way. Um, Assassin's Creed Codename Jade is an open world Assassin's Creed game for mobile devices. The Assassin's Creed franchise is getting a new mobile entry set in ancient China called Assassin's Creed Jade. Uh, according to Ubisoft, it will feature classic Assassin's Creed gameplay and will take place in an open world that was built to work well with touch controls. Um, pretty cool. Uh, we haven't really heard a lot since like Diablo Immortal for mobile games, I guess. So, uh, well, I think they announced Warzone Mobile. I guess they're, I guess mobile is thriving a, a little bit, but um, interesting to see Assassin's Creed kind of dive more into it. I hope it plays well. I'm not a big fan of mobile gaming, so I'm not sure if uh, if I, I mean I might try it out depending if it's like free or something. But I don't know how much they're willing to like charge for this game, so I don't know. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the last chapter till till tie up. Wait, the last chapter till tie up the loose ends of Ivory's story. Hmm. I'm not sure if that is spelled right. Um Oh, Will, okay. <laughs> Alright, so it's till, but it, uh, I'm gonna fix it. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the last chapter will tie up the loose ends of Avor's uh, uh, story. A free update headed to Assassin's Creed Valhalla called The Last Chapter will tie up loose ends of Avor's story. Pretty cool. Mario plus Rabbids Spark of Hope will get post-launch content with Rayman. What the fuck? Because obviously I think Rabbids are from Rayman's game, so it's pretty interesting that Rayman's actually going to be there. Alongside a brand new trailer showcasing the adorably chaotic gameplay, Ubisoft confirmed that Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope will be getting DLC, including one that will bring Rayman into the world of Mario plus Rabbids. Skull and Bones trailer shows off ship customization and the trading network called The Helm, uh, which is apparently... 
gonna release on November eighth, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm not, I'm not fully sold on. I'm not a big pirates guy. Like I, I didn't really like Assassin's Creed, uh, Black Flag, so it probably won't be for me. Trackmania is headed to consoles with cross-platform play and cross-progression. Trackmania is one of those like, it's like a fever dream for like, if you ever wanted to be wanted to be first person on your Hot Wheels tracks, but they're like way more elaborate than that. Uh, it's not made to be like a racer or anything. It's kind of made to be like, well, I guess a racer in the sense that you're racing against time and uh, landing and shit. It is, it is kind of like doing trick shots nonstop through a level. It's, it's very, very difficult, but it, it does look like um, it's getting cross-platform play. I guess there's some form of multiplayer, possibly. I guess that's what it is. Uh, let's see. It's coming to Amazon Luna for some reason, and obviously everything else, Xbox Series X, S, PS5, Stadia. Didn't know Stadia and Luna were still doing things. Just Dance 2023 announced for a holiday release, and it's going to be on next-gen and Switch only, which is pretty cool. It's not going to be on the old consoles. Rainbow Six Mobile gameplay was also revealed, so there's another mobile game. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to have a beta on September 12th. And the rest of the news here is basically a bunch of uh, news fired off, kind of. Um, so we'll just go through them. The Division Heartland which is coming to PC consoles and cloud and um, which could still release this year or next year. I guess it's not clear. Uh, most likely next year, let's be real. But it's setting up for another testing phase that you can sign up for now. The Division 2 Season 10, uh, Price of Power will have agents hunting down General Peter Anderson. That's happening on September 13th. The Division Resurgence, a mobile spinoff. Again, another mobile game, PvP, um, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, it's getting another testing phase as well. Riders Republic is getting a Vans and BMX biking crossover, um, which is pretty cool. The Crew 2 is getting ice tracks for the first time. Uh, apparently, that's happening on September 14th. If you are interested, Mythic Quest, Mythic, Quest, uh, Mythic Quest Season 3 gets a new sneak peek, which I love that show. No date yet. Please give me a date. Brahalla is crossing over with Castlevania. What the hell? Um, Simon Belmont and Alicard are coming on October 19th. Netflix and Ubisoft are partnering on a live-action Assassin's Creed adaptation alongside three mobile games based on Assassin's Creed, Valiant Hearts, and Mighty Quest. Uh, Ubisoft Plus celebrates its third anniversary with a gift to PC, Google Stadia, and Amazon Luna players. And again, did not know Luna and Stadia were still happening. Um, but much like that, uh, a lot of people didn't know. You guys probably didn't know that this is the end of the episode. So I appreciate you guys listening. Um, I appreciate everybody checking out the podcast. I feel like, um, oh yeah, we we passed 100 subs. Or, yeah, 100 subs on, on uh, YouTube. 100 follows on TikTok. So we are, we are going right now. So I appreciate all the love, guys. Uh, please leave a follow or a sub on those platforms if you um, want to support the show. And uh, I appreciate you guys listening today. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I'll see you guys on Wednesday for more gaming content. And, uh, yeah, sorry if this one was a little scatterbrained. I'm getting back in the groove, you know, as some would say. Um, but I'll see you guys Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday. I'll see you guys Wednesday and I uh, hope you guys have a fantastic week. Bye guys.